friends, I'm Katie Brinkley, and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. This podcast is all about helping Colorado-based small business owners, entrepreneurs, realtors, and professionals discover the strategies and systems that take their marketing to all new heights. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to Rocky Mountain Marketing. This week, my guest is Kaylee Shadwinkle Hickman. She is a successful multi-branch dance entrepreneur and an award-winning professional traveling choreographer with over 24 years of dance training and 12 years of choreography experience. Kaylee is the proud founder and owner of Pods Dance Company, also known as Put On Your Dancing Shoes and Cash Dance and Choreography. Kaylee and I had the opportunity of meeting through one of the networking groups that we are both a part of. And we set aside some time just for the two of us to have a conversation. And after hearing some of her background and her story of entrepreneurship, I had to bring her on the show. I had to introduce you all to her story and all of the experience that she has. So Kaylee, thank you so much for coming on the show today. You are absolutely welcome, Katie. I, as we were talking before the show, I think you have an awesome podcast and I'm just so excited to one, be a guest and be able to share my journey with others. And like what we talked about to hopefully be some inspiration to others and make people think differently to really make their business successful and to launch it to the next level. Awesome. Well, and like I said, during your intro, you know, 24 years of experience and you have an entire branch of dance studios. And, you know, I know that people are listening, they can't see you, but you're not, I mean, you're still a young duckling. (laughs) So I'd love for you to share some of your experience. um, So hopefully you can provide that, that light, that inspiration for somebody else that might just be getting started with their journey. But before we dive into that, Let's just start a little bit back at the beginning. Tell us about life growing up and and where you grew up. Absolutely. I know I'm living in Colorado now, so I joke around and say I am a proud Cornhusker. Yes, you can boo me on the podcast. (laughs) But my husband and I do have season tickets to the Buffs as well. So all the things. So I have, um, as Nebraskans would call, transition to the dark side, just being ornery. But I'm born and raised in Gary, Nebraska, and I just grew up with a family that was so encouraging of just like, I know people can't see me, but I have a sign behind me that says, think big, dream big. And that was such a big mentality that my family really challenged me. And also as well, just like that farm life mentality of just like working hard and endurance. And so long story short from that, grew up, was involved in so many activities, started my dance journey when I was three and had so many amazing dance teachers and instructors, but also so many individuals that along my journey that inspired me again to think big and to uh, dream big. And so from that, I know I started kind of my dance journey um, in high school when I got the opportunity to choreograph Oklahoma, the dream scene. And I was in charge and the leader of over 30 kids. And long story short, that set the foundation for my company to create an inclusive and welcoming dance environment for all individuals, regardless your age or dance background. And then led the foundation when I went to college at Doan College, now Doan University, to create a dance program right as a freshman um, with some other um, peers as well. And from there, we created a dance program called the Dance Project, which eventually turned into pods. And so from that, I grew that program from 18 students my freshman year to 100 plus by my senior year. And by the time I graduated college, I was able to proudly claim pods as an actual business in the state of Nebraska. 
From there, I was the executive director, which actually from that time I was doing my company on the side while being the directorship. So I totally understand working 60 hour weeks and I joke around 68 hour weeks um, in the corporate life. And I joke around and tell people that that was my first big kid job. And I was very proud to be the youngest executive director in the state of Nebraska from the age of 22 to 25. Uh, But from there, I was able in the business world be able to work with the most top experts in the industry, which really helped set the foundation so that in 2019, when I officially launched Pods to be my official company and my full-time job, I had all those business foundations to be successful and launch it to the successes that Katie so kindly shared at the beginning um, and whatnot. So I know that's kind of long, but concise as well. If you want, you can let me know and I'll talk to you in the more details. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you know, I think that too, Kaylee, it's, you said, something that I think a lot of people that are just getting started can really resonate with working those 68 hour weeks where you are doing the corporate thing, but you have this passion project that's on the side that you can't just give up. It's worth the time. It's worth the effort. And you know, it can be a success. It just got to still bring in some money on somehow, you know, and I think that you're in a position now you have your entire branch in Nebraska still, and you're just starting your branches here in Denver. You have a couple branches here in Denver that you have uh, growing every single month. And my daughter uh, is also actually a part of pods now too. And she, she absolutely loves it, but back to you and a little bit about growing up. And like you said, you, you started this back while you were still in college. And when was it as a business owner that you were like, I can make this my full-time thing. I can make this my full-time job. I'm ready to step aside from the corporate and give all I have to growing this business. Absolutely. Well, I was um, bunny chilling excessively. I growing up always wanted to dance with such a passion in my life. And even though I was a dual athlete, so I did sports and dance and arts, all the things at the same time, there was always something inside of me that there was a light, just like this passion within me of just dancing. In short, it was so cute. Some people would ask me, so if you had to choose between volleyball and dance, which one would you do? I never answered in high school. Um, but in college, it kind of, I guess, oh, long story short, I was I was a collegiate athlete and actually quit. I was going to be starting varsity and I quit that to pursue dance instead full time. And so there was always something inside of me that was like, you should do this. And actually, one of my high school school teachers, his thing that he told me, he's like the best advice he gave. He said, get a degree that will pay the bills and do what you love on the side so that you can save money and et cetera, and work on it dually so that when the time comes, you can transition and do your love and passion full time. And so that's been my mentality the whole time. And when I had the opportunity to be the executive director for the Creed Chamber of Commerce, I would, I'll be honest, those 60 hour weeks and also doing on whenever I had vacation or a holiday, I was doing choreo gigs. So, I mean, it was a seven day job um, and et cetera. And I had built up the chamber with a whole bunch of amazing colleagues in the Creek community and community leaders that we had built it up to a pinnacle in Nebraska. And it was well known to to be one of the top, I would say top 10 chambers in the state. And I was so grateful for that because so much our time, I would say blood, sweat and tears went into that. But in short, that transition was so scary. And it took me almost eight months to make that formal decision to be like, you know, I love what I'm doing. I don't need to let fear be a factor in my life anymore. And I just need to make that leap. And I still remember a good friend of mine, I was sitting on her porch while she was gardening. I said, do you think I could do this full time? And she was like, absolutely. And the cool part is she was a part of my company. She was a part of my dance club in college and she had seen it grown. And she's like, you can do this. And I had so many people around me, close loved ones who were like, if you want to make this, we support you. And the best part was, I still remember 
remember my mom telling me, she's like, you know, honey, if you fail, we'll be there to catch you. And so just having that support and when it was July 10th, when I took the leap to quit my executive director position at safety net to launch and jump to do my company full time. But Katie, I'll be honest, it has been the best decision of my life, zero regrets. And like I said, using all the knowledge I have previously from what I've learned in my past jobs to apply it directly has been so meaningful and wonderful. Again, I'm living my dream. Well, and you know, I think Kaylee, one of the things too, that you, you said is you remember, well, you remember the date. You remember yeah. the exact, and I, I remember the date that I uh, was my official last day at the TV station and uh, that the memory actually even popped up in my, my Facebook feed a couple uh, days ago. And it was November 18th, a day that I will never forget. And I just celebrated my five-year anniversary of being laid off. <laughs> and I, it's it, uh, seriously, at the time I go back and I look at that post that I made about, I don't know what steps are going to be next. I don't know what the future holds for me. And I look at that and I'm like, I was given the best gift. I was given the opportunity to just see what I could do. And I had a strong support system. And it really is so important for you to have those people in your life that are like, yeah, you can do this. Or yeah, you, you know, this, or we're there for you. And I find that as my business grows, the support system stays the same, but it also somewhat changes those people that are closer to me now are people that are very, very similar in their business journey. And it's not to say that my family isn't super supportive of me, but the people that are in the same shoes that I'm in, the people that are still growing their businesses, they're still making some mistakes. They're still questioning whether this was a good decision. When I go and share my, my little wins mm -hmm. with them, they recognize them in a whole different way that than my family or some of my friends that are business owners recognize them. So having that support system around you is everything. And I'm so glad that you were able to uh, have that with your family. Now, you talk about having that support system and having people around you that believed in you. If you could go back and do anything differently, if there was any mistake that you made and you're like, well, looking back, that was a terrible idea or any do-overs, anyone that's thinking about starting their own business, what piece of advice would you give them? Be like, don't make this mistake. Don't be like me. <laughs> I love that. I would say my biggest mistake was, as I told you, it took me like I had this, I was the chamber director for three years. And like I said, I was doing my company on the side and it took me, like I said, that final year, again, I was at the pinnacle of my directorship career. I, I was the, the lone ranger. I mean, I had my executive board and committee members and whatnot, but running the chamber, I was that sole person. And I had grown it to have five individuals working underneath me and helping me with the project. And I know looking back, I, I'll be the biggest regret I would say is that I should have done it sooner. Isn't that weird? I should have done it sooner because my amazing business coach, Nancy Stelter, I'm doing a shout out to her because I love her dearly. And uh, she and I still remember we would sit down together at a restaurant and she's like the fear, fear was the biggest factor for me, fear and worry of, well, what happens if I fail or what are people going to think of me and et cetera. And crazy thing is Katie, all these worries and et cetera. I still remember sitting in, in my office and I was just thinking all these swirls and I literally just came to the decision. I was like, I can't let this be a deciding factor, these worries of this decision of my life that I need to take ownership. And if this is what I want, I got to take it and I got to own it and I got to run with it. And I literally, it sounds silly, took the bull by the horns. And I was like, I want to run my own company. I want pods to grow. And I want to be a professional choreographer 
for the rest of my life. And the only way I'm going to do is I'm going to make that decision today. And it was awesome. I can't remember this date exactly, but I literally remember the, where I was at. And it was in May, two months before I officially quit. And I was like, I'm going to do this. And then I worked my fanny off to prepare my, the executive director position for it to be a smooth transition for me out. And it was so blessed. I had colleagues that were like, I've never seen anyone work this hard for transitioning out. They like never seen anyone work that hard, but I was so passionate about that job and passionate about the job I was going to do next that I was like, you know, having some sleepless nights and countless hours of like 18, 20 hour days, what I mentally told myself, it's worth it. And I'll be honest, that's my biggest regret is like, I should have done it sooner and I shouldn't have listened to all the worries, but it's been awesome. It's been awesome. Well, what do you think that some of the biggest mistakes are that some entrepreneurs are making? Do you think that that's one of them? It's just getting in their own way and not taking that plunge or, or what, what do you think that some of the biggest mistakes that some other business owners are making? Good question. You know, I would say, I know for myself personally, I think sometimes we get in our own way. I think that's a big one. But another thing too, I, I think is just finding the right people. Kind of like what you talked about your support system is it changes. I agree entirely when you are running your own business and et cetera. And I, I feel that finding the right people who can help mentor you and support you. And especially when you have those questions, uh, there's questions that I come up every single couple months, all of a sudden, or every other month that I'm like, jeepers, I wish I could find someone who could help me this with this. And I think the biggest mistake is not asking for help not being vulnerable enough to be like, guys, I have zero idea what I'm doing in this area. (laughs) I need help. And the cool part is, is that I've been so blessed is that I am super transparent. And I'm like, I am one that I will just ask people and be like, guys, I'm going to be honest. I have zero idea what's happened on this. Can you help me out? And I've been so blessed to have such amazing mentors, mentors, but colleagues who've just circled me and who believe in what I'm doing. Even though, for example, with moving to Colorado, I've only met some of these people for only a few months or less than a year, but they, I've told them my story. I've told them my journey. Um, I'll be honest. I'm only 28 years old and whatnot. And they are like, you know, let me share with you what I, my mistakes and what I've learned from it to help you. And I'm not perfect. I've made tons of mistakes before in customer service and all the things. And that's another thing, get customer service training because it will help you out for life. (laughs) And just being able to learn from my own personal mistakes and be like, I'm going to make that better. Like things I've learned from the chamber that I made mistakes with, I've applied those to pods and I've helped, it's helped me propel my journey even exponentially. So I would say asking for help and also getting in your own way would be the two things I would say, Katie. Well, and yeah, asking for help is one of the hardest things as a business owner. It, one of them, I think that, uh, you know, once I started delegating tasks out, delegation was huge because, you know, nobody can do it as good as me, but once I started delegating and that's when everything really started growing and started changing. So I also need to inject that too. I delegation has been my huge downfall because I'm a doer myself yep. where I joke around saying my mother, we are German women. That's my household. <laughs> we are do it ourselves. And when I agree, Katie, when I learned delegation and being like, you know, I can let go of this. It's that's the cool part is that the moment I let go and let others have a piece of my company, it, it wasn't my company anymore. It was our company. It was pods. It's a family. Like we, and seeing like people wear my t-shirts and et cetera, or like, how can I help or having instructors go the extra mile? Totally worth it. I apologize for interrupting you, but I agree entirely on that. No, don't worry about it. I, I think that this is exactly one of the things that not very many small business owners feel like they, they can do is, mm-hmm. is that delegation? Because again, no one's going to care as much about 
the business as I am. No one could answer that email as it's as good as I could, you know, but that's one of the biggest things that can really help your business grow. I think another mistake that so many, including yours truly have difficulty with is to do that humble brag, to speak confidently about the business you're building and what it is that you do, because especially as, as, as women, it can be hard to speak confidently and successfully about how your, your business is doing. What tips would you have to anybody that's trying to kind of get better about speaking to others about what it is that they do? Absolutely. I had some kind people, like said, some mentors growing up that kind of taught me this early and I would definitely say if you, well, one group, I know we met through She Leads Networking and Beth Bowen actually brought a speaker in, which totally, I will be honest, guys, changed the way I brag about my business and to brag about it humbly. And if I'm just going to shout out uh, Jeanette Seibley, she has a book that's called Secrets to Selling Yourself Anytime, Anywhere, and it's called Start Bragging. We took that training and then I've also applied it to my personal branding statement. It has changed exponentially how I network and how I can actually it's grown my circle of influence and have helped people take, I should say a call to action for my business who just met me. I would definitely say guys that think about, take some time. I know it's the hardest part about being an entrepreneur is actually taking time for yourself to dream and think and plan about yourself. Because the cool part is if you pour into yourself first, you can pour more out to others. And I would say, take about 15 minutes. I know this is going to be super hard. Take 15 minutes of your time and literally grab a piece of paper. And I want you to write down, who do you want to meet? Who are the people in your business and dream big on this that you want to meet? And then from that, think about networking groups that you can be a part of or networking events to be a part of. But so that's the great part, but you're like, okay, that's fabulous, Kaylee. But then how do I actually write my statement? I would say, think about, so according to Jeanette, uh, Jeanette Seibley in her book, which I have applied myself, it's called KTA, which means knowledge, talent, achievements. And so I want you on that piece of paper, draw three columns. And the first thing to do is think about what you're good at. And this could be super hard because a lot of us, when we want to brag about ourselves, we can't brag of ourselves because we're like, it feels weird. It's okay. Give yourself permission. And so just write down, literally just brain dump everything that you're good at. So for example, I'll help you out to get you started. I'm good at event planning. I'm good at teaching. I'm good at instructing. I'm good at choreographing. I'm good at connecting people. I'm good. This sounds silly of pouring my love onto others and showing love to others. So you're, so column one, write all the stuff you're good at. The second column, think about, okay, what are the skills that I have or what are my talents in this area? So I'll use event planning. For example, I'm good at event planning. How have I used that skill? I'm really good at large community scale events. And then, or for example, for dance teaching, instructing, I'm really good at teaching individuals of all ages and dance backgrounds. So just write as much as you can after you get done with column two. From there, go to column three and think about what are your accomplishments in those areas. So in short, and we want to think qualitative and quantitative. So being very specific in numbers. So for example, for event planning, or excuse me, let's do for teaching for all ages. During COVID, for example, um, Pods was the first dance studio in the state of Nebraska to have a live virtual dance program during COVID. From that, with our social media free dance classes, we reached 23,000 people in 17 states and 44 countries around the world to put on their dancing shoes on a weekly basis. So you're like, wow, yeah, you all have awesome branding statements just like that, y'all. You all do. You just got to think about it. And again, qualitative and quantitative. 
Once you do that, the cool part is, is that once you write all that down, you can start to think of that personal branding statement so that when you meet someone, they ask you, what do you do? You can be like, hey, or for example, I used when I was an ex the executive director is that at the age of 23, I was the youngest executive director in the state of Nebraska. With my event planning and large community, went from Columbia, with my large community event planning skills and organizational skills, my Creech Great Pumpkin Festival in less than five years of establishment was featured um, and acclaimed by Governor Ricketts as one of the top three upcoming festivals in the state of Nebraska. It was also featured in the Food Network magazine as the pumpkin festival in the state of Nebraska and also in the nation. And thirdly, it was also featured in the Midwest Travel Magazine and Omaha Magazine that reaches over 4 million viewers. When you hear that and you're just talking to someone in full, you're like, Dang! Okay, I'm not doing my horn. I'll be honest, it took a lot of hard work, time, and effort, and the community knows what, I mean, I'm just so humbled by that. And the cool part is, is that if you talk to someone about that, their science says that you only have three seconds to make a, a good a first impression and only 15 seconds to get someone's attention and to keep it. With that knowledge, guys, of using that personal branding statement, I literally said that in less than 15 seconds. And the cool part is, is that by sharing those personal branding statements, again, with being quantitative and qualitative in your skill sets, you're going to able to sift through the, I'm going to say, the people that you're networking with, because if those eyes perk up and those ears do too, and they ask you a follow-up question, you know that they're interested in your business and personally interested in who you are and what you're doing. We all have experienced a time when you share your personal statement and all of a sudden you get the eyes glazed over. The cool part is, guys, is that your time is valuable as an entrepreneur. And so if you see that, continue the conversation, but just know this isn't my person and go on to the next one. And the cool part is, is that if by doing those statements and you find someone who's truly interested in your business, they indirectly will do a call of action to you. But the only way to do that is you got to be bold, specific, and you got to ask for what you want, especially as ladies. You got, we're really shy about doing that, being bold, specific, and asking for what you want. And I'll be honest, I'm so grateful. I learned that early because at the age of 28, that's how pods has grown to be a growing Midwestern brand is because again, bold, specific, and ask for what I want. And I learned that KTA early in my personal branding statements to sift through who can be that circle of influence that I want to be really connected with, who's going to help grow and support my business. Sorry, very it's, long. <laughs> no, and it's, that's fantastic. And I think that it's, it's one of the hardest things, but once Mm -hmm. It, one of the things that helped me develop my personal branding statement, I wish I would have had this column, um, <laughs> cause it probably would have helped me get there a little bit sooner, but was speaking regularly on social audio and, yes. and on podcasts, because the, every single time I took the stage, I had to say what, what I did yep. and get enough of somebody's attention that they would want to follow me so that they heard more from me, you know, reach out in the DMS yep. and it's when you have that statement that, wow, I want to learn more from her. I want to talk to her more. I want to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with her. And not everybody is going to be coming into your network for sales. You don't need everyone that you talk to, to, to buy from you. But I think that that's where a lot of us that have come from the corporate side of things struggle because it's networking. Why would I want to go talk about work after work? That sounds terrible, but it's that when you have that powerful statement, that humble brag yep. that you can use every time you make that new connection is yep. not necessarily going to equal a sale or money in your pocket, but it's 
that olive branch to where, Hey, I remember talking to this woman at a networking event and she was featured in this magazine and she's only 28 years old. I want to talk to her about how she is growing her dance company. You know, so it's that wow factor that you can leave someone with that memorable statement that people can carry on and continue talking about you to their friends and family and, and their network. Absolutely. So, you know, you and I are both a part of She Leads and, and huge shout out to Beth Bowen. I uh, love that networking group. It's, it's been phenomenal. I've had a number of She Leads members on the podcast. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you have found, because you can't come from the Chamber of Commerce as well. So talk to us a little bit about networking. I know, like I said before, a lot of people that come from the corporate side of things kind of think of it as a dirty word, but talk to us a little bit about the importance of networking and how it can really help propel your business and help others take action for you with their network. Absolutely. I'm going to go back to that um, humble bragging statement is practicing, practicing, practicing that fine tuning it. And then most networking groups, it's awesome. They have a a commercial part. And the cool part is, is that that's where you can be bold and just shout it out there. But going back though, you're like, yeah, that's fabulous applying it, but how do you get to that point? And so networking, I'll be honest, I have found with my business is that the cool, I mean, networking, depending on the group you're in, you do have to pay for it. However, referrals are free, y'all. Referrals are free. And those are going to be the things that promote your business the most. I have gotten so many referrals to grow pods. And I am just so humbled by that because if I was not, again, bold, specific and asked for what I wanted, that would not have happened. And so, um, and just asking people, again, going back to this, asking people for help and being like, hey, do you know this person? Or, hey, this is something that I'm seeking um, to enter into this market. And again, the other thing too, is if you're kind of uncomfortable with going in a networking group per se, you have clientele, you have that support group and et cetera, that we've talked about earlier is personally sending an email or a note or a letter to them. That's networking y'all. That is basic networking right there and saying Toma are top of mind and reaching out to those individuals personally and being like, Hey, I'm thinking of you and I hope life is well. Here's my business card. If you know of anybody, please send, um, refer this on to them. And I have done that on a three month basis of reaching out. I call them my champions, my key people. And from there, even though business didn't spur, I'm going to say maybe from that person directly that month, three months later, six months later, a year later, I'm super excited. One gig that I have been trying hard to get for almost two years, y'all, two years, I have just with letters, emails, personal phone calls, all the things have finally transpired and I am hired for their musical. And so with the networking, think of Bunny Trail excessively from your actual question, but just know if you're a little bit nervous about stepping in the room, you are more than welcome. There's other ways to network and get your name out there. Again, talking to people, sharing your story and just being genuine and passionate about it because we all love what we do. Um, Leads to unique opportunities like from, for example, today being a part of Katie's um, podcast, being featured in magazines, all of that is ways to network to grow your business. So Katie, I bunny trailed excessively, I think from the actual question you wanted, but I hope that was helpful. (laughs) Yeah, no, and I, I think that it's, it's exactly what people need to hear. It, there's networking opportunities all around you. And when you have that, that humble brag, that pot, that powerful statement, you know, I think that that, what, what you talked about today is so much more than just a humble brag. I mean, that is a powerful branding statement that you can take every time you meet somebody new, you can take that 
that introduction and see where it takes you. And when you're in a networking group or at networking events, you get the opportunity to practice it over and over and over again. So (laughs) that's the best part. And the cool, and the other thing I want to remind people as well, when it comes to networking, fun fact, y'all, every single person that walks into that networking group, if you are nervous or anxious or feel a little overwhelmed, fun fact, probably almost everyone in the room still has that anxiousness as well. Should just know that be bold again. I'm going to talk about, I know that sounds like my word of the day, but be bold, put yourself out there, share your story, share your power, um, your, this powerful statement about yourself. And the cool part is, is that if you take the lead in that regard, you are probably going to break down some barriers of anxiety and nervousness for others to also share their story with you so that you can be, I talked about champions, champions for each other. So in those networking situations, don't, this sounds silly, don't be shy, but again, be bold, be specific, ask for what you want. And the first step to do that is putting yourself out there and sharing your story. Well, Kaylee, this has been such a great conversation. Where can we find out more about you and your business online? Absolutely. If you are interested, we um, visit our website, www.podstandscompany.com. Pods is spelled P-O-Y-D-S, just as a heads up, because everyone asks. Um, You can also follow us on social media. We have multiple social media pages for cash, dance, and choreography, which is my personal um, brand new um, launch and expansion of our business um, in our professional choreography company. Uh, Also, podstandscompany.com, our Colorado branch, or if you want to follow our main page, podstandscompany, that's our Nebraska online. And again, check out our website, uh, stop by our physical studio located off in Highlands Ranch off County Line and Broadway. We would love to host you for a class and no pun intended to put on our dancing shoes with you. Well, thank you again so much for coming on the show today. It has been a pleasure speaking with you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Katie. As business owners, it can be really hard to humble brag, to talk about all that you have accomplished, but When you take those steps that Kaylee laid out for us today and really think about those three separate columns, what it is that you do, how long have you been doing it? What are some of your accomplishments? It really isn't that hard to do the humble brag. As I said, during the interview, I know that speaking on social audio really helped me figure out what my humble brag is. And I didn't even realize how much of an authority It sounded when I said it, I remember I was telling a client of mine, oh yeah, I've been doing social media since MySpace, MySpace. Oh man, I forgot about that. How long ago was that? I was like, oh, about 17 years now, 17 years in social media was her response. And I, I thought it was like, yeah, it makes me sound old, doesn't it? But really when you look back at how much social media has evolved, how many things have changed in social media, how much it has affected the way that our businesses operate the online world and navigate the online space. Social media and knowing and seeing it change and evolve and being there right alongside of it for the past 17 years, that's a powerful statement. So I absolutely agree with what Kaylee shared today, setting aside the time to figure out your humble brag and start practicing it over and over in front of the mirror, say it aloud. And then that way, when you go to your next networking event, you have the opportunity to really speak to your authority, and leave a lasting impression. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. As always, I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website at www.nextstepssocialcommunications.com, connect with me on LinkedIn, or check me out on Instagram. Let's keep taking your marketing to new heights.